It can be a little daunting to be stuck in a tiny room and reading your own words, but I found it to be quite pleasurable. So I wanted to show that, you know, science is such a human thing. It, it's made of us. We are science. These are dreams I had when I was in solitary confinement about writing my life story and sharing it with the world. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet actress and producer Juliana Margulies, forest ecologist Suzanne Simard, and speaker Ian Manuel. Listen in as each of these authors describes what inspired them to write their books and get their behind-the-mic, off-the-cuff impressions of what it was like to record their audiobooks. Enjoy. Hi, this is Juliana Margulies, author of Sunshine Girl, An Unexpected Life. I wrote this book because I finally had time after working nonstop to reflect on my life, and I felt like I had a good story to tell. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be Hmm. One word. Unexpectedly easy. <laughs> I'm using two words. Mostly because it went so fast. I was surprised. It can be a little daunting to be stuck in a tiny room and reading your own words, but I found it to be quite pleasurable. I did not know how to pronounce. I always thought the color ochre was pronounced okra. I got that wrong. Okra is a vegetable. Ochre is a color. But I knew what I meant when I wrote it. I think I'm excited for listeners who know me from my acting roles to listen to this because I tried to make it as descriptive as I could with the tenor of my voice. So I'm hoping that listeners will hear that and that it will be different than just hearing someone reading a book. They'll be able to envision everything from the way I'm saying it. If I had a woman record my audiobook because I couldn't, gosh, I think I would want Meryl Streep to do it because I think she could get in there. But my favorite narrator in audiobooks is Stephen Fry, by far. He's amazing. And I just get such delight hearing him read books. The last audiobook that I listened to was... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. We listen to audiobooks when we drive up to our house up in the country. And being that there's a small boy in the car, we listen with him. But the other one that I loved before that was Stephen Fry's book on Greek mythology. I highly recommend it to anybody. It's fantastic. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks, honestly, is the car. I feel like why not spend a two-and-a-half-hour car ride listening to a book? It also is great for everyone in the car. I'm too distracted when I'm walking to listen to an audiobook. I like to do it when I'm in the car. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I hope you enjoy it. My parents' marriage was pretty much over by the time I was born. My father was away on a business trip when I was due. And when my mother picked him up at the airport with her large belly protruding over her waistline, my father looked at her and said, 
you're still pregnant? Maybe he was kidding. But to a woman nine months pregnant, I can see how this could sound harsh. In any event, I waited for him to come home and entered this world three weeks late, a whopping 10 pounds, four ounces. My mother likes to say with a laugh that she's still recovering. This is Suzanne Samard. I wrote my book because I was really frustrated that the science I was conducting was just ending up in journal articles that were stuffed in stacks in libraries, and nobody who actually, you know, practiced forestry or made policies or drove climate change policies were actually implementing the results. I felt that they were just being ignored. And so I wanted to speak directly to the public so that the public could make the decisions, so they could pressure their politicians and governments to make the changes. I thought that was the essential step that was missing. I was also getting a little frustrated because other people were writing about my work, and even though that's great and I'm glad that the word is getting out, they weren't telling the whole story. And I felt that full story was important, that there is a real context, a real human story behind the questions I was asking, that they came out of who I was, you know, out of my heart, out of my past. So I wanted to show that, you know, science is such a human thing. It, it's made of us. We are science. And I was hoping that by telling the true story, you know, from my heart, that people would start to trust science a little bit more, to not view it as some, I don't know, clinical thing made up in a lab somewhere. Not just forest science, but all kinds of science. Recording the audiobook, for me personally, was really exhilarating. You know, I think because I grew up, I was a really shy kid, and I really had to learn how to speak as I grew up because of my shyness, even to the point where I acted in this play once, and they tried to cast me in sort of a leading role, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't get the words out, so I became the cat in the story, and my only word was meow. And so this is like a real step forward for me, and not only that, it's really fun to be able to dramatize the words that I wrote on the page. You know, there's a lot of emotion and, and a lot of love behind those words, and I'm hoping that by saying the words that that expression comes out. There is a word that I struggled with a lot in the book, and I honestly, I don't think I'll ever get it right minuscule. And I would say minuscule. And I would try it over and over again, and I still say minuscule. So I'm so sorry about that, but that's just going to be with me the rest of my life. The part that I'm the most proud about is reading through those emotional passages. It was hard to write those passages. It was also hard to read them. The death of my brother, for example, that was really hard. But, you know, in some ways it's healing. I could do it, and that's all part of it, part of healing and learning and carrying on. The last audiobook I listened to was with Mary. We were driving in the car, and this book was called The Finer Points of Sausage Dogs by Alexander McCall Smith. The audio pokes fun at academics, and it was hilarious. I just loved it. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I was alone in grizzly country, freezing in the June snow. Twenty years old and green, I was working a seasonal job for a logging company in the rugged Lillooet mountain range of western Canada. 
the forest was shadowed and deathly quiet. And from where I stood, full of ghosts. One was floating straight toward me. I opened my mouth to scream, but no sound emerged. My heart lodged in my throat as I tried to summon my rationality. And then I laughed. Hi, this is Ian Manuel, author of My Time Will Come. I wrote this book because I wanted to expose to the world what occurs in the Florida prison system, particularly solitary confinement, and what a survivor looks like. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be surreal. I explain why, because, you know, these are dreams I had when I was in solitary confinement about writing my life story and sharing it with the world. You got to realize the odds of me ever getting out of prison. Like, I was sentenced to die in prison as a 13-year-old child. So to not only get out of prison, but to live the dream of actually writing my book and recording it in a pandemic is just surreal to me. I realized I had trouble pronouncing cacophony, a cacophony of coughs. I hear that phrase in my dreams now. My director helped me sound it out. Uh, (laughs) Cacophony of coughs is something that resounds in my mind, bouncing off my skull now. I'm proud I was able to perform my poetry, and I'm proud that listeners will be able to hear the voice that the prison tried to silence. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Michael B. Jordan. The reason why I did a short documentary with Starbucks They didn't know my whole story, but I got to listen to Michael B. Jordan read some of the stuff that they wrote down on an audio book, and I really like how he did it. Plus, he has star power, so it probably would instantly mean a million sales or a million downloads. So I think that's why I wanted Michael B. Jordan to read it. My favorite place to listen to audio books is on the airplane or on a bus. It really just sits my mind at ease when I'm listening while I'm traveling. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. My story has been told many times. You can read it in police files and court records, case notes, and daily logs. The story of my birth, for example, told by a judge sentencing my mother to prison soon after my arrival in this world. And there's the story of that day when I was five in the case notes of a social worker who drove me to a foster home and then, a few days later, drove me back to the projects, to the room I shared with my abuser. The story of my childhood was told multiple times by juvenile probation officers who found me to be a problem best managed inside the walls of an institution. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.